In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, choose like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy. And I'm Emily. And today we're talking about a big, big topic. Yeah. And the way that it has related to us or not related to us in our lives. And that topic is vegetarianism. Ooh, yes. Vegetarianism is very, uh, it's out there right now. People are yeah. wanting to do it. We just had a, a dietitian say that vegetarians might live longer. Yeah, which I actually was surprised that Abby said that. Yeah. Because I believe that the person who holds the world record for longest lifespan mm -hmm. is a Japanese man. The guy with the wine and the rice. Um, yeah, like he was in the Guinness Book of World Records, yeah. right? Yeah. There's always like somebody who lives really long and they're like, yeah, and I'd have like a glass of red wine a day and like a yeah. bowl of rice. Yeah. And I mean, I, I have heard that a glass of red wine a night has benefits, but then really? there are some people that dispute that. Um, yeah, because it has antioxidants in it, but th there are people who dispute it. So I just, I don't drink anymore, so it doesn't even apply to me. But But vegetarianism, anyway, you used to do that. I used to be a vegetarian. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, for a while. For, yeah, about six years. And it was after I lost um, what I would have referred to as the weight. Mm -hmm. It was after I mm -hmm. went on a very um, extreme diet in college and lost about 60 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, and I got into it for humane reasons. Okay. I still, to this day, think that it's a great thing to do if you can do it. What was the humane thing that kicked it off for you? Well, I saw a couple documentaries about factory farming. Uh -huh. And I also took a field trip to, <laughs> to a farm. Yeah. And I kind of, and it wasn't, um, I don't believe they were selling meat or like raising cows to be slaughtered or anything. Mm -hmm. It was a very small scale farm. But I don't know, something just clicked in me and I was just like, I don't want to eat animals anymore. Interesting. I told you about this, but I'll tell the listeners. I, I've never been a vegetarian, but I did have a year where I could not eat chicken. It would maybe even was two years because I watched my friend. She was making a chicken soup and she was doing it with a full chicken and she was boiling it and I opened it up and I looked in and for some reason I was like, oh my God, like that's like a full, that's a body without yeah. a head and it, and I was like it's the same size as like kind of a baby like it like freaked me out yeah and then I like couldn't had even... you not seen a raw chicken before? I had but like it cooking for some reason like it just in the juices and yeah like I, I pictured someone being upset to be in there there is something real nasty about a raw 
chicken and like raw pieces of chicken with the they're like slimy and they got the blood vessels in it. I mean, I don't want to gross anybody out, but that- I mean, I think a lot of people become vegetarians for that reason too, where they're like the handling of the raw meat itself, but it was visual for me and then it was completely textural that I couldn't have anything that really like my sister even saw me eating meat this year and she was like, "Since when do you do that?" Oh, and I was like, I do, I've always found a workaround if like it's a taco, it'll be very, very, very like cut up, you know, or so you sorry, can't really. So yeah, you, so yeah you're, you're not really thinking about what it is yeah. so much. And I think that's how a lot of us are where we are separated from like our food and like what it actually was. Yeah. There's yeah. a big disconnect and We're then so sometimes it can snap in and then you're just like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. That being said, I eat chicken now, I eat meat now. It's just not a ton. And yeah. I've always wanted to more because of quote unquote protein. But as we learned, you can get protein in other places. Yeah. I mean, there are many, many ways to get protein as a vegetarian. I think it is kind of one of the biggest myths that you will not get enough protein if you mm-hmm. go vegetarian. I actually think that there are other things that come along with being a vegetarian that are challenging in their own ways. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was just the restrictive nature of the diet. Yeah. It was the fact that every time I went out, if I went to a sandwich shop, there was often only one option. Mm -hmm. And for me, that just got to be really hard because especially in eating disorder recovery, when you're trying to embrace all these different foods and- what am I going to do? Just make all my food at home. And I I tried to do it for a while. Uh I did. But eventually I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take these restrictions away. And for a while, I actually didn't even crave meat. It actually kind of made me nauseous Mm -hmm. because it had been so long since I ate it. So I slowly started incorporating meat back into my diet. And I just haven't gone back. This is when I was in recovery. Do you think it was triggering to be vegetarian like did I it- think that even though I did start doing it for humane reasons uh-huh. and this was like right after I graduated college yeah that in addition to my eating disorder mm-hmm. just it was a lethal combo yeah. it was just too much restriction and I know that a lot of people can probably relate to this because I have a bunch of friends who have gone through eating disorder recovery and many of them are vegan because mm. I think that once you've gone through recovery, you still kind of crave that structure. control. Yeah, yeah. You crave that structure and you, you want to have just a little bit of control. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually like, I think I know maybe five people that are close to me, fairly close to me that have had eating disorders and like three of them are vegan. It's a very common thing. I don't think it's the best thing if I'm being honest. If it works for them, it works for them. But for me, it just, how could I ever fully recover Mm -hmm. if I still have that many restrictions on Mm -hmm. my diet? I think it reminds me of that um, DST -er who wrote in about the allergies. That's like, it's so fucking hard Mm -hmm. um, because it throws you into like a restrictive mindset too. Right. And then you're constantly thinking, am I doing this for my own health or am I doing it for control? Yeah. And, you know, having to differentiate between that constantly is so tiring. Yeah. It's so tiring. That being said, there's a lot of people who did not come from disordered eating past that decide to become vegetarian or vegan or they grew up vegetarian. Um, I have cousins that grew up in a no red meat household. Oh. Um, That was always like surprising to me 
that like anyone just like could have an entire household. I think I mentioned my boyfriend's household is no red meat as well. So I spent the majority of the lockdown only eating like fish. And That's interesting. Do you know the reason behind that for them? For humane reasons. Loves animals. Doesn't want to hurt them. Okay. Yeah. So, but they're fine with chicken. They're fine with turkey and... She, Jane is, but Ray is total Ben's pescatarian. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And pescatarianism to me is also interesting. Did I tell you who's the latest pescatarian that I know? Who? My cat. Grace? Yeah. Grace is a pescatarian? Grace is a pescatarian. So Grace lives with my dad. Uh, as you know, I'm there sometimes as well. Yeah. Um, but my dad mostly has the control over her diet. And since my dad is a pescatarian now, uh, he decided that Grace should also be one. So but doesn't I, Grace eat cat food? Yeah, but I get her these cat <laughs> foods in like these like 12 packs of pate. And so uh -huh. there'll be like four meat ones, four chicken ones, four fish ones. And he just won't feed her the chicken or meat. Because he wants Grace's diet to align with his diet. He wants diet. To, to have a pescatarian household. And that's kind of adorable. <laughs> um, but I also will say that like, if there's any animal that I think would be a pescatarian, it would probably be a cat. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like Every fish? time I'm there, well, she she's she's sick of it. She wants variety. Oh, sure. It's the spice of life. Exactly. And like, so I'll, I'll feed her the meat and chickens when I'm there. <laughs> That is so funny <laughs> that he cares yeah. what she eats. I mean, for me, I'm like, all wet food is disgusting. There's something about wet food that is just so disgusting to me. What, like animal wet food? Animal wet food. Oh, but they love it. I know they love it, but they it's so it. gross. It smells so I bad. Know. And then I, I do a fancy. I put like her dry food in the wet food and I like oh, make yeah. it fun. Oh, yeah. But wait, so you were a vegetarian for six full years? I think it was about six years. I think it was from when I was 21 to 27. And about at what point did you start to realize that it was detrimental? I didn't realize it for, I mean, I didn't realize it for a long, long time. But mm -hmm. I think what was different about it for me is that a, there was a lot of crossover between me having an insanely restrictive eating disorder. So I wasn't eating much of anything. Mm -hmm. So probably like 25 to 27. Oh, wait, I thought this was post-recovery. No. So I was a vegetarian through my eating disorder. And then uh, I when I started recovery, I was still a vegetarian and uh -huh. I wouldn't buy any meat. Okay. I would go to Trader Joe's and buy like a million salad kits and I okay. wouldn't buy any meat. And... Then eventually through therapy and just also self-reflection, I just started realizing this is still really, really restrictive. Mm -hmm. And I felt guilty about it many times, actually, because I got really used to that philosophy of just like it is a better way to live yeah. to be vegetarian. It's more humane and we're reducing harm. And But this is kind of the conclusion that I came to. And I really wanted to share this on this episode because – we did a poll on the Instagram um, and we asked you guys, we asked you guys if you're vegetarian, right? 15% yeah. of you said, yes, I'm a vegetarian. 25% said I used to be, but I'm not anymore. That's interesting. I, I do mm -hmm. think a lot of people try it. They try their hand at it and for they sure. decide it's not for them. 53% said, no, it's not my thing. But 7% said I'm not right now, but I want to be. Yeah. And I think that is a very common thing because I think, you know, 
conceptually, it does align with the way that a lot of people want to live. Totally. But and they just, I think like we've gotten to a point in time where we have substitutes where like it, we don't really yeah. need to be doing it anymore. Eating meat, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are so many more places now that They're, are fully it's vegan. It's fucking different, obviously. Yeah. It's still challenging. But I'm just saying from the like sustenance perspective, like we used to have to go hunt and gather, mm -hmm. you know, now it's like you could sustain yourself without without any meat, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And society could technically. So I think that's where like a lot of people come from is like, why are we do like yeah I love animals or whatever and then I think a lot of people do it from like a oh well vegetarians seem healthier yeah and there's and like thinner. that there's that mythology that's going yeah. around too is that it's a healthier way to live and we got a lot of we actually got a lot of funny comments mm -hmm. about people who thought it would help them lose weight and mm. it did not at all mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of like broad generalizations that we make about vegetarians and vegans, including that they live longer. Yeah. Although that might be statistically true, be but that doesn't mean everybody, that doesn't mean like automatically you will live longer if, if you go vegetarian. Anyway, but this you is, might have a chance. You might have a chance. If that's something you want to do. I yeah, don't like, know who even wants to, to live that, yeah. that long. <laughs> have you guys seen Tuck Everlasting? That shit sucks. <gasps> Wait, I literally, what if the world blows up and you've been Tuck Everlasting and then you just like what, like float in space and you're like, like, I used to be in love and now I'm just like alone. I'm in not space. kidding. I've had the exact same thought. Yeah. What happens when the world ends? Yeah. Tuck everlasting is everlasting. They could get split up. <laughs> and then they're just like both like circling in space, like, oh, I shouldn't have drank from that river. Yes. It's like, um, it's like, oh, what's that movie with Sandra Bullock? Gravity. Gravity. It's like that movie Gravity. Yeah. She's just out there floating around. Mm -hmm. It's like worse than no existence at all. Anyway, my point was, I think 7% of you said I'm not right now, but I want to be mm -hmm. because it's a very normal thing to think about. Like, how could I be improving my carbon footprint? How mm -hmm. can I be, you know, more socially conscious and more How can environmentally. I own a dog and then harm something that acts similarly. Yes, and trust yeah. me, I've had that thought before. Yeah. But I don't think we need to go balls to the walls with yeah. this. Yeah, you, you said this before, and I was like, "That's a great point." You know what I mean? Like, we, you like, don't need you to, don't go need to full go full vegetarian. vegetarian. Like when I wasn't eating meat or whatever, I wasn't telling anyone. You know, like right. unless it became a thing at a party. Where somebody would be like, oh, why aren't you eating the chicken? And I'd be like, oh, I just don't like the texture. Like, I wasn't a vegetarian. I was, you know, but like, you can make your own rules mm -hmm. and be like, I'll eat less. But I think, I think people like the title because then it gets, it makes them be able to feel morally superior. <laughs> you can say it, I Remy. Think people like to I feel think, morally superior. I think superior it is kind of true. I think it's, espe it's especially true for some vegans, although I do think that most vegans are lovely and are doing it for the right reasons. Or, but, but not even like, I think people like, like the fact that we don't drink that much. Yeah. But we don't say that we're sober. I was just going to say that we are so in sync right now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm high. In sync, wearing pink. Can you believe? <laughs> Like, okay, so I have this tracker. Yeah. I haven't had a drink in seven months and 27 days. Oh. Um, but I, but so I set this to say I've been alcohol free, mm. not I've been sober. Yeah. Because once I say I'm sober, that puts so much pressure on me to never, ever have a drink. And what if I, I don't know, what if I find myself in a situation where I want to have a glass of champagne at- Also, uh, some people being sober 
like them not being sober means a complete change for their entire life. You know, like falling off the wagon is really dangerous for some people. Whereas for you, it's like, I don't want to co-op that. I have to stop the tracker and set it back up again. I have to start back at zero again. Now I don't get to feel morally superior. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, you're so right. So I don't want to like make that label. So it's kind of the same thing. But the fact is, if you want to reduce the amount of meat that you're eating in a week, Mm -hmm. do meatless Mondays, you know, like pick one day a week where you don't eat meat. Or if you eat meat three meals a day, maybe just eat meat for one meal a day Mm -hmm. and see how that goes. And that is significantly reducing the harm throughout your entire life. Mm hmm. So that's not nothing. That's That's something to take into consideration. Um, There's also animal byproducts, which like if you're a vegetarian, you can still have those things. You can still get involved with eggs. Vegans, it's different. But this is why it's such a slippery slope because I was never vegan, but Mm -hmm. I, and I thought about going vegan, but I was like, I just can't. That's just, that's just too hard. Mm -hmm. And you talk to a vegan as a vegetarian, and I had this experience. You, I would talk to a vegan, and they'd be like, "Well, if you're drinking milk and you're eating cheese, you're you're, you're basically so you might as well still. just be eating yeah. steak at every meal." Yeah, and I'm like, "Well, fuck me then," you know? Like that's what they're saying, Emily. Yes, they are saying, <laughs> "Fuck me." I'm a terrible person. No, but but for it, drinking it's, milk, it's interesting that like there there is a lot of like I don't want to say infighting. But like in it to be like, well, you're not doing it enough. And everybody really, I think, is just trying to do their best or is on a different timeline. You know, some people would love to be vegetarian, but if they do have restrictive pasts, that's not healthy for them. Right. And like you can care so much about animals, but like you should be caring about your health first because you're the only one that's going to keep you alive. Yeah. I'm going to make a connection. And um, I'm excited. It might seem like a stretch, but I don't think it is. Okay. I've been converting to Judaism and we took the, one of our classes was all about kosher Mm -hmm. and, you know, about why we would keep kosher and, Mm -hmm. um, and what it means. And the rabbi said something that actually really resonated with me because I, I feel like everybody who I ever talked to who was kosher kind of just acted like it was no big deal, which maybe to them it was no big deal because they, they had been raised that like way. that. Yeah. yeah. And if you're raised like that, like it would just you don't be feel lacking. Yeah. Yeah. But the rabbi explained it to me in a way that's like, no, it is restrictive. And that's the point. It's mm. restrictive because, you know, we we are being reminded every day why we're doing this and our connection with God and mm-hmm. like the, the reasons behind it. And, mm-hmm. and there was a lot more to it than that, but that made a lot more sense to me. Yeah. But because of that, it's like, well, that makes sense to me, but everybody also needs to make a choice that is healthy for them. Totally. If it's not healthy for you to, to be, to have restrictions in your diet, then it doesn't really matter what, what, the reason is beyond that. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yes. Or like I'm not sure what for, um, God would say about it. No, God wouldn't like it. I'm probably. not sure. Yeah. But I do think <laughs> if I if I if I called God, I think God would maybe say, "Well, I do care about you too, so maybe." I see. I would like to think so. Take too. care of yourself. I would. I would like to think so too. But I don't know. But our, you never our know. Our Jewish God is. He says, "I'm an angry God." So yeah. like, chill. Uh, <laughs> it's like take a chill pill. Maybe eat some pork. Me too. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe put some bacon, bacon on your bacon egg and cheese yeah. once in a while. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, and like, you know what I mean? Like fasting, fasting totally. for Yom Kippur, and and it's like 
your health does come before like pregnant women are not supposed to fast because it would not yeah. be good for their health. Children are not supposed to fast. So I do think that kind of also applies to people with with eating disorders. So anyway, take from that what you will. But mm-hmm. but when considering being vegetarian, you and then also if you have no problem with food. Try like why not try? Right. Because if it's something that the seven percent of you are like, I want to be maybe do the meatless Mondays or whatever, or just like swap out one thing. Yeah. I was just talking about bacon. I love bacon, but I equally love turkey bacon now. Some people might be like, Interesting. I know. I do not agree with that. That's the fair. The flavor is so It's fair. I like different. the texture. It's always consistent. Okay. I have had kosher bacon though, which is beef, which I like. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, some vegetarians would be like, okay, you just swapped it out for another animal. <laughs> like that is literally so stupid. Right, right. But for me, I'm like, I guess yeah, I relate more to so pigs. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Pigs yeah. are so smart. No, I have had that thought too because that's one of the that's one of the animals that I feel really bad for eating. Yeah. yeah. Because they're smarter than dogs, apparently. I don't know. This is what the Snapple caps tell me. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Small's cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Small's to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens, and they took to it right away. It is delicious. It is nutritious. It is easy to serve. Yum, yum, yum. Eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. 
Just go to newly, that's N-U-U-L-Y dot com and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Should we read some of the listener submitted responses about vegetarianism? Definitely. Okay. One person said, people think we don't get enough protein, but greens are also a great source of protein. Yeah. Well, is that true? There are some greens that that do have protein, like edamame Uh and like different legumes, Uh different beans. Uh Um, Peas? Although peas, yeah. Oh, great. Peas are rich in amino acids and protein. But I don't know if I consider those greens. (laughs) I actually don't. Maybe that's the difference between leafy greens and greens. Ah. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Potentially. Um, Potentially very wrong. The So I actually looked this up. The plant protein sources that have the most, it seems, would be um, edamame, mm-hmm. lentils, mm-hmm. green peas, just like you said. I love peas. So those those are like the plants. are. Oh, and chickpeas, of course. Great. Chickpeas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there are grains, which contain a good amount of protein, chia seeds, Quinoa. Quinoa is actually the best one. Okay. The best meaning most protein per Mm -hmm. serving. Hemp seeds. And then we have our dairy. We have cottage cheese. Cottage cheese has more protein than I ever realized, by the way. Mm -hmm. It is 14 grams per half cup. Mm. That's a lot. I saw a recipe on TikTok that somebody adds cottage cheese to their eggs and it makes them more whipped or whatever and gives a good more protein. I've done that before. It's delicious. Yeah. Like a cottage it. cheese omelet. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I, I, I know not everybody's crazy about cottage cheese, but I love it. Mm-hmm. And Greek yogurt has 23 grams of protein per cup. So Greek, I mean, I feel like most people know that Greek yogurt is a I really- I did not know that. Oh, you didn't know that? Nope. Yeah. Great source of protein. So if you're ever like, oh, I need protein, but- I don't want to eat like a turkey sandwich or Mm -hmm. I don't have access to that. Like there's many other ways to get it. Also, this is like, duh, but eggs. Yeah. Eggs. Yeah. Great source of protein. Almonds, peanut butter, other nuts, cashews. Yeah. And that's the, I mean, these are all great protein sources. I will say it's still not as much as a serving of steak. Like all of these, all of these sources you know, it's it's adequate protein, but you still do get more from meat. So I think you just need to make sure you're getting protein at every meal. What do you think of protein powder for vegetarians? Protein powder is great because it has so much per serving. Uh-huh. Like so much. I mean, that's why people take it for muscle recovery. Uh-huh. But I personally feel like it's always better to get your protein from the food that you're eating, from real food, because that real food also has vitamins, minerals, mm-hmm. water content. But if you could do both, you know, if you could yeah, I mean, you can make supplement. a pea soup and plop some protein powder in there. Oh, that's interesting. That might be really gross. Okay. If anybody's tried okay. hot <laughs> food with protein powder in it, I don't it, know what protein advise. powder tastes like. That's You've what. never had protein no. powder? Interesting. Yeah. You've never had a smoothie with like a scoop of protein? I'm the baby on this journey. I'm the baby. It's me. Um, (laughs) You like, you stun me sometimes. Like you've never had protein powder. No. But you, what about that smoothie place that you go to? You don't put a scoop of protein powder. You just get like a fruit smoothie. Flax powder. Flax powder. Yeah. 
That's also a good option. You know what love I really like? Flax. Fla- yeah, flax meal. I love adding that to um to a smoothie, and that also has a lot of fiber in it, which is great. Uh-huh. Good. All right. So that was a tangent. That was just one person's experience about protein. Because a lot of these we've already said, like this one said, mostly I stopped because of the consistency of meat and it being literal flesh. Like that's what I've always said. I'd be like, oh, fleshy. Yeah. I hate the word flesh, but Um, you're right. This person did the same thing as you. Basically, I read a book in college about cruelty and factory farming and I decided to quit eating meat. There was a really big book at the time. Yeah. Okay. The book that I read was called The Omnivore's Dilemma. By uh, Michael Pollan. And he's also come out with This Is Your Mind on Plants, which sounds appropriate for this subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you guys yeah, I haven't read look that. into that. Wait, you've read that book? I read The Omnivore's Dilemma in so college. I didn't I like, read it. Ugh. What is The Omnivore's Dilemma? It's just that it, su- like we, <laughs> it sucks how cruel we are. Right. Yeah. So it approaches vegetarianism from a humane perspective. Yeah, I don't think it's fully about vegetarianism. Like this is years ago, I'm so old. <laughs> um, but it was basically about how we get our food and like the measures that are taken to do that. Okay, yeah. interesting. Maybe I'll give it a read. Yeah. This person says, I'm being vegan for the animals after being vegetarian on and off for half my life until I was 28. Mm-hmm. Now you've gone vegan. Well, okay, congrats. here's a question I have about vegan. Yeah. Because- Chickens are gonna lay eggs no matter what. Now, Mm -hmm. this doesn't mean we need to do it at the levels that we do. Um, And I think maybe that's why they, that's why. Yeah, I think you, I think you answered your own question. Like my thoughts on that is that it is so beyond the way that we're, the rate at at which which we're we're producing eggs. I mean, it's, it's like these chickens are on a fucking conveyor belt and yeah. we're just like pumping eggs out of them every day. And yeah. I, I don't mean to and get sucking like the milk out. Yeah. Yeah. Like sucking the milk out. And I, it's like crazy. Like once you see footage from these, mm-hmm. from these farms and so, but in, this a, is in the say, ideal world where you were having your own cow that needs to milk once a day and you have chickens that don't want to raise that would be a really sustainable chickens. way to be an omnivore like, yeah. or, or to yeah, or to be a vegetarian and not a vegan. Like, yeah. th- yes, and there are plenty of people who do that. I have friends who live in Austin and they have their own chickens and they mm-hmm. the chickens lay eggs every day. They have so many eggs, they can't even eat all of them. It's like so a they crazy give them to amount of it. Yeah, they give them away. That's so nice. They probably egg people's houses. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they do with them. Depending on if it's October. A lot of people are going vegan now also because like, you know, it has these health claims, which are not always true. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think it can be good for your health if you're being very, very mindful about it. But I've had this thought about vegan bakeries because my neighborhood is full of vegan bakeries. I went to a bakery one time to get a croissant mm-hmm. and I was specifically looking for a non-vegan bakery. Mm-hmm. And I found this one with a French name. And I'm like, that's got to be a regular bakery. Turns out, no, it was vegan. It was called Le Vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Le vegetable. Um, no, I, I like it's insane, but I don't like them because if I'm eating a pastry, I don't want it like. Agree. I want a pastry the way that I want it. I want it with made with butter. Yeah. I don't want it made with canola oil. Yeah. I, and I don't think that's healthier. Or If you're going to have a pastry, have a pastry. That's what I think. This person says, surprisingly, some of my family. This is so this fucked is up. Crazy, this yeah. is crazy. This is so fucked up. Yeah. Surprisingly, some of my family has tried to trick me into eating meat using bacon fat to cook, etc. That is so mean. That is so mean and, and like, so why? weird. Why are they doing that just to yeah. fuck with you? I mean, 
I think they're jealous. They're so jealous. That like you have a moral high ground over that. Yeah, (laughs) no, no, and that you're like, that you have this thing that you're sticking to. I think there is some element of that because when I was a vegetarian, people would kind of like eat meat in front of me and be like, oh, I'm I'm like, no, you're making me nauseous, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep trying to fuck with me. (laughs) Every day is April fools when you're a vegan or a vegetarian. Probably a vegan too. Probably vegan too. It's not even like they're trying to sneak nutrients into it or they're just cooking it in bacon fat. Like, well, there's some, okay, here I'm going to rewind because There was a time that I have a friend who was full vegetarian and had never eaten any fish or any like anything. Never. Never. And a bunch of us were at my friend's house and we were talking about it and we were all like eating shrimp or whatever. And we were like, Maybe you should just try a shrimp. <laughs> you know, like the rest of us just have eaten. Try like, it. why don't you want to eat the shrimp? Like we, we, we just wanted we didn't get it. Right. You know, and we were like, and I think for her, it wasn't a humane thing it was like a I've just never I've never done it well I think and after like a certain amount of, of time it. it really doesn't appeal to you so yeah it doesn't even matter what the original reason was yeah but, but she, she didn't try it. it she did oh she did did she like it not really but oh, she also wasn't like is, upset about it shrimp is so yeah good I know it's a, like I was gonna say but it can be anything. so weird for someone who's never experienced oh, it actually it's gotta be yeah. the texture yeah. that's gotta be really fucking weird yeah but yeah, we weren't trying to make her like different. We were just like, we sh- you should just try it. <laughs> no, like, we I just understand want what to, you're saying. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. You're like, why just don't you try- give it a try? Like, yeah. <laughs> Somebody said, I thought it would be healthier. It was actually worse. Fries are vegetarian. Bad excuse. LOL. Which, yeah, if that's going to be your only meal as a vegetarian. Yeah, not very not nutrient dense. health benefits. I, I mean, you hear this all the time. Like Oreos are vegan. So like, why even be vegan? It's like, yep. Yeah, People who are serious about it are a little more mindful than that. You They're know? not doing it to be thin necessarily. Right. Like it is kind of funny to me, the concept of like somebody hearing vegetarianism is healthier and then being like, oh, fries are vegetarian. I'll just eat fries all the time and I'll totally. be healthy. <laughs> totally. That is a little, a little wackadoo once you like really think about it. Okay. So this person said, my biggest annoyance is I'm vegetarian, but I eat fish or chicken. Like hearing people say that. So this is Okay. I understand that because you're working hard, right, for your title. Yeah, it's, I get why it's annoying to you. I get it. But also the most, well, no, I guess this is the most (laughs) annoying thing about vegetarianism. I don't think they're saying the most annoying thing about the entire world. I don't think it's the most annoying thing that's ever been said. They're not like, Roe v. Wade, but that person eats fish. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, I I do get it. I do get get what she's saying because when I was a vegetarian and people, and you know, like you're devoting a lot of your time to, to, this lifestyle and then when people say like i'm a vegetarian but occasionally i eat chicken you're like and you're not a vegetarian just just do that that it's kind of like wanting the credit but not wanting to put in the extra work Mm -hmm. this person said i'm vegetarian for ethical and environmental reasons i wish people would just reduce meat consumption exactly i do too and so that okay here's my thing about when you eat less or if you don't buy fur or whatever I'm always like, how can I make a big enough impact where people would make less of the thing? Like, it's the whole it starts with you thing. Right. But, but I, 
I feel but you. But the same on way this. with like recycling, where we really put the onus on the individual. It's and like I, companies I don't make like that. I don't like that. Yeah. Like that. This is something I've also wrestled with. Is like I really don't like our culture of blaming the individual for societal problems. I don't like you know telling somebody like shaming people for not recycling mm -hmm. but meanwhile if Poland Spring closed one of their factories yeah or you know like yeah. shaming people for buying bottled water but if they closed one of their factories they would reduce so much harm and there's levels too because there's the people that buy bottled water and they recycle it and to some people that's amazing and to some people that is not good enough right but the thing is is if we're just policing each other it still just puts it on a bunch of individuals instead of like corporations that are like forced to not have as much waste or, you yeah. know. And and there's so many things they could be doing, but they're not. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I do feel like it's just mass propaganda that we're like, we've been brainwashed to blame ourselves for the world's issues. I do. I literally, I won't even like keep the water on when I brush my teeth. Like I'll turn it on oh, and then yeah. turn it off or whatever, because it's so ingrained in me that like, we're running out of water and it's your fault. Right. And like, it's not a bad habit to to have. No. Like, it's a good habit to keep. But yeah. it does make you think, like, why do, like, why is everybody making me feel guilty for the meat production mm -hmm. in this country when, like, I really didn't have anything to do with it. Mm -hmm. But yes, so I, I know and what you're saying. It would be nice if we could all get on board with each other. But there is so much infighting that if somebody is starting on their, like, journey or whatever like it's not good enough for somebody else and they might swing back the other way right because it's not good enough what I'm doing so I might as well not do it at all right which is how sometimes I feel but also the culture of meat eaters is very like yeah like we eat meat whereas <laughs> the cultures of vegetarians and vegans it's like those people are annoying you know like mm -hmm. that unfortunately that's the yeah, and it's a shame. It's a shame that they've gotten that reputation. Like they're just sweet people. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I'm saying I, I really want to make sure that I drive this point home. Yeah, most vegetarians and vegans I know are lovely yeah. people. Yeah, most of them do not use it as a soapbox to totally. like feel superior. But there is there is that. Yeah, and that most of them are in Brooklyn. But then that's how it gets branded, unfortunately, and other people don't want to join on. So that's, I think, another reason to drop the label in the beginning is just do that. You know, like maybe people won't try to s sneak meat into your food if they don't know that you don't eat meat. Right. They might not notice your eating habits. It is funny, though, that you bring up like the the meat eater culture of like, yeah, yeah. we're eating our meat. Because I was actually just down in Georgia visiting family mm -hmm. and they were telling me about when they go over to one of their uncle's houses, he mm -hmm. cooks things and you're not supposed to ask what it is. Oh, <laughs> because cooks animals. Yeah. Like he cooks animals, but he, um, you never know what it is that he's hunting. Mm -hmm. So my relative who was telling me about that, he's got a thick Southern accent and he's like, yeah, when we go over to uncle George's house, he cooks everything. He cooks bears. He cooks opossums, raccoons. And I was like, bears? Like, what kind of bear? I'm shocked by this. I've yeah. never heard of somebody yeah. eat a bear. I'm like, what kind of bears? He's like, usually brown bears. And I'm like, what? Do they what taste does that good? taste like? Yeah. Does that taste good? And he goes, to be honest, depends how you cook it. Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> 
And apparently Uncle Georgie's always, always like, like if you ask what's in it, he's like, don't ask, don't tell, which is like, that's oh, I, crazy. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> phraseology. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I got to experience that like culture firsthand. Of, yeah. Like not only do we take a lot of pride in, in hunting and like eating our food, which there's nothing, there's, there's nothing no, wrong with that. There used to be pride in it because it was, we needed it. Mm-hmm. It was, thank God that we have somebody to go out and kill something for us so that we can feel full yeah. or whatever, but we don't need it anymore. But it is like, a better, I do think it is better to hunt and cook your own food. Really? Rather than to support the industries that are like caging these animals and, perhaps. and like feeding definitely, them hormones. Definitely, perhaps. I'm just thinking it from a killing perspective. I think people, we don't need to do as much killing uh-huh. anymore. Yeah, I and don't like killing. Yeah, let me, let yeah. me <laughs> just say that. Guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey. Please don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this journey is beer. But now with Athletic Brewing, I'm able to get that delicious beer-like taste in my mouth without any of the alcohol. It's amazing. Just so you guys know, I used to love sours. I'm a big sour drinker and I really miss that taste. And now I don't have to miss out on it. It's amazing. Whether you're trying to cut back or you just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, Athletic Brewing is often a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet fruity sours? Now you can enjoy this style without the hangover the next day. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic brews bevs you can drink anytime, anywhere, and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores, late nights, and early mornings, so you can imbibe without worry. Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code DST to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun, but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine 
and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This person says oftentimes when eating out, your only option is some variation of bread and cheese. This is what I'm saying. This was really Mm -hmm. difficult because... Yeah, you go to a bagel shop. I mean, usually they have some kind of vegan spread, but that, it doesn't taste good. I really don't like it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it would be like egg salad or, but mm-hmm. if you're a vegan, but you can't vegan, eat that. I can't have it. I went vegan to lose weight in high school, ate only fries and pasta and gained weight. Yeah. Then was vegetarian for 11 years, never had a good reason and caused a lot of issues around food for me. You know what? Since we're just talking about restaurants and veganism, there, yeah. if you guys are in New York, there is a amazing restaurant called Candle. I've been there. Vegan and it's delicious. It's so good. Like everything is good. I actually love vegetarian meat. It's a weird thing. I love seitan. seitan. Have you had seitan? Uh, I think so. It's basically straight up gluten. Uh Uh-huh. It's definitely not gluten-free. Yeah. Um, But it is so delicious. I've always liked it. So sometimes I eat at vegetarian places mm-hmm. just because I, I like that food. Because it's an option there. Yeah. All right. I struggled to get enough protein. Plus, it was part of some disordered eating. I, you know, I'm I'm happy. I feel very, like, validated by this because I, I wasn't, I was pretty confident that other people would feel this way. But yeah. I, I I wasn't sure. Yeah. I mean, if this, if this, like, exacerbates disordered eating for you, just don't do it. Yeah, it's it's just it's not worth it. This person said, I found out I had high cholesterol, went vegetarian. Next blood test. It was higher. What? What? This person says, I just don't want to eat carcasses. Fair. Fair. (laughs) I was vegetarian from 12 to 25, then vegan from 25 to 34. Then I just started craving meat. Interesting. Interesting. Because most people I know who go that long end up disgusted by the smell of meat. But also... You did a good job from the time that you did. You did make a little impact. You reduced harm. And now you get to eat meat again, and it's okay. This person says, I was vegetarian for about six years, and I recently started eating fish and chicken again. I haven't tried red meat. That's okay, too. Yeah. This person says, I got too poor to say no to food of any kind. I. That's like, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I actually, I don't think I've shared this on the podcast, but there was a time that I was really struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, just every other week, it was like an overdraft situation. It was just like oh, yeah. mo- money was so stressful. And I, yeah. I was, a, I applied for food stamps. Like it was getting really um, rough. And I was eating butter sandwiches because that's like yeah. for lunch, because if I would buy cold cuts or something that was just it was so expensive and Mm -hmm. so I actually do know what that is like and I hope that that is not your circumstance anymore but also if it is get those nutrients wherever you can yeah like don't don't, eat butter sandwich listen I was eating butter sandwiches but I'm sure that um there was something more nutritious I could have been eating Mm -hmm. I just you know it was a very stressful time this person says, I realized that if I couldn't go and kill an animal, <laughs> sorry, it's funny. If I couldn't go out and kill an animal, then why would I pay someone to do it for me? Yeah. Well, but you're not really paying. You're paying for the service. 
Because the money that you spend on the meat is is filtering down the into the... Okay, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, and I do... I have heard people say, like, if you... If you yourself wouldn't be able to go to a farm and watch an animal get slaughtered, uh-huh. like if you would have to avert your eyes, then that's kind of hypocritical to eat me. And I do see that argument. I don't mm-hmm. know if I necessarily agree with it because I think, I don't know, there's there's a lot of things that I would have trouble You can also be at. trained to be a killing machine. <laughs> True. Or you could be a sociopath. Or you could be a sociopath mm-hmm. and a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> people don't talk enough about how vegetarians can also be sociopaths everyone can be anything <laughs> a vegetarian sociopath can be president it's the vegetarian sociopath dilemma yeah <laughs> <laughs> i never enjoyed meat and the second i cut out dairy the acne i had for 15 years disappeared i have also heard about people cutting Ooh. out dairy to heal their skin oh yeah i got a big i have a big painful pimple right now on my forehead if where I could, i've got one right behind my ear you don't see it I, to me it it like has a face oh hello there do you see it i do yeah it's ugly <laughs> i like beat myself up over fun. no it's it's fine you're gorgeous oh, thank you don't let her be mean to you i'm not eating cheese today um <laughs> somebody said being vegetarian is a diet that's a myth to me. I just care about animals and the planet. I mean, well, it I is a that. diet in the sense of, you know, a it is a way s- that you eat. Exactly. Um, but not in the but way But I appreciate that you're like, don't go vegetarian for uh, dietary reasons. Do it for the animals. I like that. And I generally agree. Mm-hmm. This person said, I used it as a way to restrict my diet during an ED phase. Yep. 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 Being vegetarian is one of the biggest ways individuals can lower their carbon footprint. Yeah, and I've heard that before. And I, uh, but you know, again, it goes back to like, is that our responsibility? It, it, I don't know because then I hear about the car Jenners taking their jets around or whatever, and how big of an imprint that has and stuff. Yeah. And then I go, what about all the uh, faceless billionaires that oh. do that same stuff and don't share it with us? What about that? That's on their a PJs. Huge, yeah, carbon footprint. In their PJs, in, on their PJs. Yeah, and and I'm helping by not eating a piece of chicken. Yeah. I Apparently. it's just it's such a drop in the bucket comparatively. By the way, mm-hmm. real quick, you know who is the biggest user of the jet fuel according to like that who? Study that they did? Amazon? Taylor Swift. <gasps> Oh no! And I'm like nervous to you guys, even. We can't talk about Taylor Swift. You were so <laughs> mad at us when we did. Apparently, she's she's uh really polluting the air, with especially her. with Eras tour right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Did it to be eco friendly, but when I explored my intentions more, it was to lose weight. And that's yeah. very self aware. That's very self aware, and I think like it, it's once again we say this all the time, but just you know, ask yourself why you're doing things and just be honest with yourself and mm-hmm. and whatever. I mean, if it is to be eco-friendly, great. Mm-hmm. But if it's to lose weight, then based on a lot of these stories, that's not even a good way to do it. Right. So I, I'm not even going to talk about like, like whether you should be doing that or not. Like if you want to lose weight, you can lose weight. But I don't think going vegetarian is, is the way to be do the thing it. To do it for you. Yeah. According to the American Dietetic Association, appropriately planned vegetarian diets, including total vegetarian or vegan diets, are healthful, nutritionally adequate, and may provide health benefits in the prevention and treatment of certain diseases. So it can be really great. Mm-hmm. And the the one thing I do want to take away from it is if you want to start doing it, that is amazing. But also, like you said, it doesn't need to be 
cold turkey, no turkey anymore. You know, like it could just <laughs> cold be cold, no turkey. Yeah, cold, no turkey. It could just be like, okay, yeah, like once a day or like mm-hmm. if you're eating it every meal, maybe like once a meal instead. But like also, it doesn't need to be so rigid. You can be more relaxed with yourself. Yeah. Like I think we can loosen the reins a little bit and mm-hmm. not hold ourselves. And I guess this is true for really like anything health and wellness and especially for women. We hold ourselves to such high fucking standards. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to do everything perfectly. Like, And I thought about this in the wake of the vaping episode, actually. It's like, yeah. I don't need to quit cold turkey if I don't want to. Yeah. I can slowly reduce if that is what's right for me. And like, why not? Like, yeah. why is that bad then? For me to slowly reduce. If no, that's- I think the thing about the vaping episode that people thought was bad is they thought we were like advising vaping, which I don't, I we don't know, weren't. guys. I don't know, guys. Me saying that I am addicted to something and want to quit, that's not me encouraging. I don't feel like I should have to say that, but I, that's definitely not me encouraging you to do anything. Yeah. But quick update on that. I am in the process of quitting yep. and I have a whole system. Yep. And uh, we're going to see how it works. I'm excited for you. I haven't vaped all day except for your little system, and it was okay. It was 0% nicotine. Yeah. It it probably didn't do anything for you. But it was a nice little nicotine, 100% vegetarian. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, did you know that vapes are vegetarian? (laughs) (laughs) Oreos are vegan, and so is vaping. Can I tell you something horrible? When I was really little, I did this like quote unquote commercial with my friend Olivia. We bought a pack of fake cigarettes or whatever, mm-hmm. because that was like so cool at the time. And my dad was like, okay, like who who are you guys or whatever? And we go, we're the cigarette people. We love cigarettes. And he goes, what about the people say it's unhealthy? And I go, they lie. It's got protein, no fat. <gasps> Wait, did you make this up? I am three years old. Yeah. Wait. You like scripted this out? No, it was just, yeah, it was like a bit that like we were like, we're the cigarette the girls. It was yeah. off the cuff. Yeah. And wow, what I a just talented bitch. Protein, no fat. Like, you mu- where I mean, did I learn that? You must have heard it. There's no way to trace where you heard that. Yeah. You must have heard it constantly. Yeah. You were on the Upper East Side. You must have heard it. And like, then, <laughs> morning, noon, and night. Some of you guys are going to hate this, but my dad goes, well, what if somebody uh, wanted to, you guys to do a commercial for something else, like maybe a Barbie or something? And I go, we'll be out of this stinking world and smoke forever. <laughs> Remy, do you have a copy of this tape? I do. I need to see it stat. Yeah. <laughs> stat. And then we will put it up on the Instagram. But I do want to quit. I do want to quit. <laughs> <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Emily, should we reflect a bit on this past week? I'm so down to reflect. Okay, today we're doing our favorite segment, Sweet or Salty, presented by Angie's Boom Chicka Pop. Angie's Boom Chicka Pop popcorn brings you a boom of bold, craveable flavor that you can enjoy at any time on any occasion. Whether you're taking a snack-sized bag on the go or unwinding with your favorite flavor and favorite show at the end of the day, Boom Chicka Pop is the perfect delicious snack. Now, let's share what moments of our week have been sweet or salty. Mm, you first. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Now, <laughs> I'm going to apologize in advance if these are a little underwhelming. Okay. But my sweet moment of the week, I fi- I finally finished Better Call Saul. That's great. Because they put season six on Netflix. Uh-huh. And I got to say, I haven't been so pleased with a finale in a very long time. Ooh. Like, you know how usually when you've, you've been watching a show for years, and I actually haven't been watching it for years. I've been binging it because I was really, really late sure. to the game. Yeah. But when you've been watching it for a long time, you build up what you think is going to be this great finale. And then when it comes, you're like, oh, that was disappointing or it didn't end the way I wanted it it to. It was underwhelming. Yeah, like it usually is underwhelming. Yeah. At least that's what I found. And I kind of felt that way about Breaking Bad a little bit. Mm -hmm. Better Call Saul has like not only an incredible finale, but I'm still thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it. It made an impact on me. Yeah. And I'm not going to give it away on the air and just in case there are people who haven't seen it. (laughs) But it's profound. Is it? Yes. It makes you feel things. And for me, that's sweet. Can I tell you, that is sweet. Can I tell you a sweet fact about that show? Sure. I saw it on TikTok this morning. Saul Goodman... (laughs) <laughs> right. no 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 this is a real thing he the name was supposed to be Saul Good like it's all good and then they added man Saul Good man yeah you knew that I knew yes that's like a that that is a thing in the show oh I don't watch the show so yeah so his real name is Jimmy McGill but he starts practicing under Saul Goodman and it comes from he like heard somebody else say it like oh. Saul Goodman. I thought it was like that's how they made up the character's name in the writer's room. It's 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 not supposed to be obvious. Like it, on Breaking Bad, when yeah. I watched Breaking Bad, I didn't realize that was the reason. Yeah, but that is part of the plot. Is like that's how he a- adopts that name. It is kind of clever. It's so um, clever. But Saul is a real name. I know. Okay, I didn't know that before. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never met Welcome a person to named Judaism. Saul. Is it a Jewish name? Yeah. I mean, I've heard of, I've, I know plenty of Pauls. I think so. I think Saul is short for Solomon and Paul is short for Pauliman. Pauliman. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, it's salt and, salt and pepper. It's salt and vinegar. Popcorn it's salt and, and vinegar. Boom, chicka pop. No. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So that was my sweet moment of the week. Um, if you guys haven't seen Better Call Saul, seriously, watch it. I, I haven't. It, it took me just a little bit to get into. And usually when people say that, I'm like, I'm out. Because yeah. I, I don't need to force myself to get into something. I want it to be enjoyable from the beginning. But trust me, it pays off. Great. And then was there a salty moment of the week? Yeah. And... <laughs> You know, I wrote this down and I was like, this does not have the impact that it had on me at the time. Mm -hmm. But I went to a steakhouse 
and I ordered a steak. And I haven't had steak in a really long yeah. time because it's expensive. Like I, yeah. I just, I don't go out to dinner and order a steak. But I was at a steakhouse. And what do you do at the house of steak? You order a Mashed steak. Mashed potatoes. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, linguine and shrimp. Yeah. No. <laughs> I actually used to go to Outback Steakhouse and I order- um, Outback. The creamy, there was like a creamy pasta with shrimp. Okay. And that's what I would get at Outback Steakhouse. Mm. And my family thought I was so weird. But that's what I liked. I used to get the pina colada. Um, to drink? You mean? Yeah. Virgin or? Of course. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Just checking. I didn't, maybe you were one of those drinking families. I don't know. I was a drinking baby. So I went to the steakhouse. I decided what that I should order a steak. So I ordered a ribeye. Mm-hmm. I even went around the table and I asked people, what kind of steak should I order? I don't understand cuts of meat. I mm-hmm. don't get it. What's a strip? What's a porterhouse? I don't know the difference. They said a ribeye was like a good standard cut of meat mm-hmm. to get. And they said it was a little bit fattier than a strip. And I wanted it to be a little bit fattier. So that's what I ordered. And it was bad. <laughs> it cost $35. That sucks. And it was bad. Yeah. It was like charred on the outside, too cooked on the inside. I like a medium rare. Mm-hmm. I like a medium rare. And if you if I tell you medium rare and it comes back medium, that's fine. Mm-hmm. This was not medium. Mm. This was not medium well. This was like well done. Ugh. And um Ashonda. It was just a waste. It was a waste of a meal and it was a waste, waste of, of like money. waste yeah. of money, waste of like what I felt was going to be like this fun thing. I'm at a steakhouse. I'm getting a ribeye. Who is she? You know, <laughs> turns out she's very, very unhappy and <laughs> she's not going to finish her steak. Yeah. So then and, and I didn't even write this down, but I got a side of mac and cheese and mac and cheese wasn't good. I thought Hard it was, pass. I thought it would be like really good because it yeah. was Southern food. Yeah. And like I asked the I asked the waitress, I said to the waitress, how's your mac and cheese? Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I always ask the waitress questions thinking that they're going to be honest because sometimes they are. Are they? Because sometimes, I feel but like, do you know what question I think is weird? What? My dad will always go, what do you like? I'm like, you don't know this person. <laughs> What if their tastes are very different? Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's kind of what I realized because I I said, is your mac and cheese good? Mm -hmm. And she said, it is good. It's homemade. Mm. So I ordered it and it it wasn't terrible, but it, it was subpar at best. That sucks. And then I realized there's no point to asking her if it's good because our standard of good might be very different. Totally. But then also... Her response should have been an indication that it wasn't going to be good from the beginning. Because, yes, it's good. It's homemade. Mm -hmm. Implying that if something is homemade, it's automatically good. No, 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 no. Yeah. Because I've made, you know, homemade peanut butter and pickle sandwiches before. Have you? Yeah, I actually like it. It's a a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Look it up. Okay. But a lot of people would not think that's good. Yeah. Just because it's homemade does not mean it is good. Yeah. Also, she kind of like changed the. It's like she completely reframed it, it. It's homemade. Yeah. You know, like I was. She's actually to, a brilliant salesperson. I was going to winter formal when I was in tenth grade, and one of my friends goes, "Do I look okay?" And my other friend goes, "No, I like your hair." <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> um, but. That also, that that's what makes a good salesperson, though. It's like, you know, yeah. do you like the chimichurri? Totally. It's vegan. Yeah. Also, she probably like <laughs> gleaned that you were from out of town and like, it's like, 
a sale's a sale. This yeah, person's never coming back. Homemade. You know what? There were lots of other things I could have ordered. I could have ordered had some fried okra. Cheddar boom chicka pop. It would have been better. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What was your sweet and salty moment? Okay, so my sweet moment, I got to hang out with my nephew, Oliver. Oliver. Uh, uh, Oliver. <laughs> and he started saying my name like about two months ago, which was really, really exciting. Remy, Remy, Remy. He's very like, he'll call me. and my Would he call you anything before? Um, no. Oh, interesting. It was just kinda... He wasn't like trying to say your name? No. Okay. How old is he? He's two. Okay. Yeah. He When he learned it, he was very proud of himself. And I was really excited because I'm like the last name that he's learned. Oh. Because I'm the last one who met him because I was still in lockdown when he was like born and stuff like we all were. Um, but yeah, so he learned Remy two months ago. And then this weekend we were hanging out and now he calls me Rem. <gasps> Cute, 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 cute. And he does it with an ease that some people who have known me for years don't call me oh, Rem. Like have struggled. Yeah. Or yeah. like they say it and it rolls off the tongue uncomfortably or they like say just it wrong. hits my they're like, ear R-E-M. wrong. Wait, that's a band. Yeah. Or like, or they say it when they're mad at me, like Rem, like da 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 da, whatever. Mm. Like this was, again, Rem. And oh come here, Rem. So precious. And look, Rem, you know, like. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is so cool that I have a nickname from a tiny person. Don't you also like hope it never stops? Yeah. Like, I hope that he never makes the transition to Aunt Remy or like, I, I mean, there know. is something cute about that, too. But I don't know. Rem is just like so familiar. Rem. My my nephews call my mom Gigi instead mm-hmm. of grandma because mm-hmm. she wants to feel young. Yeah. And um, sometimes they call her Gigi. I'm just obsessed with it because yeah. not only like Gigi is already a nickname and then Gigi. It's like. What's up, Jeej? <laughs> we call my mom Grand Bean. Grand Bean? Grand Bean. How come? Her, her name is Robin. So then naturally oh. I would call her Rabin sometimes. And then that got shorted to Bean. And like we've just called her Bean for a long time. And then Oliver came along and she became Grand Bean. Adorable. I know. I love it. <laughs> what was your salty moment? Okay. My salty moment was... I attempted spring cleaning, and the word attempted is doing a lot of heavy lifting. It's in all caps yeah. and bold. We have this big closet in the house where Ben lives where everyone just kind of like keeps their shit, mm-hmm. but it's close to his personal space. So we've been like, let's clear out this closet and figure out like whose stuff is what, what we can all throw away. Nah, nah, nah. And whenever I do spring cleaning or any kind of cleaning, I'm very like all or nothing. Like I don't clean by area. I take oh. all of my clothes and I throw them on a bed and I individually pick away from that pile or whatever. So do you do all the clothes first and then like all the knickknacks second and all mm-hmm. the, okay. And then there's vacuuming at all the same time. And then there's wiping down all That's at the same time. That's kind of like Marie Kondo style. I like call she's... it Remy Kondo. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if you also lived in a condo. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I'm doing the Remy condo technique in my condo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Remy co-op. Remy Um, co-op. But I, it's funny because I do the other thing. I start in one corner and make my way to the other side. Yeah. So then I pulled everything out and I'm like, let's get everything on the floor or whatever. And then I think we had to come in to record. 
So I left him and the roommates and like <laughs> all that stuff to be I'm like, you guys go through all this stuff. And like when I get back, I'll help too or whatever. And then we recorded for like three hours. I get back. They've done nothing. In of fact, course. it looks worse. Like how? I don't know. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> Do you think maybe you just remembered it better? No, I, I think they like spread it out all over the floor <laughs> instead of having it at least just like one contained pile, okay. which yeah. it's like. Then like, you know, to take from the thing. And it was just so it hasn't been clean since. I also haven't been back there because I'm dreading it so much. I relate to this hard. Yeah. Like, when I need to clean my apartment, I will find any excuse to not go home. Yeah. Not anymore, though, because I have a fucking dog. Oh, but yeah. And now the dog's making a mess. And now it's like a real catch 22. Totally. Situation. Yeah. No, I uh, it's hard to be clean and a house full of guys to begin with yeah i could imagine um, there's three of them or four of them so the way no there's there's two brothers and they live on one floor and then we're down on ben's floor and then on the third floor there's the brother's cousin and their family but these are all okay different levels sure you know yeah and but so that's still four dudes like oh, totally any way you slice it you still got four dudes living. wait it's three it's three. It's oh, Ben, oh, two brothers. But the, but the cousin stuff, they it's literally separate. Okay. Their shit isn't. It's three dudes. Then. It's three dudes. Yeah. So it's three dudes, me with ADHD. Like, it's not a vibe. So have you carved out time to, like, finish this clean? Tomorrow. Okay. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Let me know how it Got goes. Got a nice free day and I'm pumped. But I'm scared. So salty. Sweet and salty. <laughs> yeah. You can't have one without the other. When it comes to snacking, sweet and salty is the perfect combination. With delicious, bold flavors like sweet and salty kettle corn, white cheddar, and sea salt, Angie's Boom Chicka Pop is the perfect match for every craving. I love Angie's Boom Chicka Pop. I love the kettle corn. I've gone through so many bags of it. I love the white cheddar. I mean, really? Yeah. You've gotten into the cheddar? Uh, I'm, in, I'm in deep. Okay. Maybe I should try that one. The, I, I just don't think anything could top the kettle corn. That's for what me. I thought initially as well. But All it's right, nice well, to cycle through them. It's good to challenge yourself, guys. <laughs> yeah. You can try Angie's Boom Chicka Pop for yourself by visiting boomchickapop.com. That's B O O M C H I C K A P O P.com. Boomchickapop.com. You guys, that is it for today's episode. Be sure to send your questions to dst at betches.com to get them answered and follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. DM us if there's anything that you want to talk about, veganism, vegetarianism, vaping, and what's bad about it. Um, DM us. If you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Uh, subscribe to the show, rate, review. And then, of course, follow me at Remy Casimir. Follow me at Lubination. And we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.